0: There's something that we w- want to start doing here at Highlight, and we want to encourage you to begin to bring your physical Bible. Someone say physical Bible. Physical Bible. Physical Bible. Physical Bible. I want to encourage you um, starting tomorrow. If you didn't today, bring your physical Bible. We typically use the NLT uh, translation, that's the New Living Translation. So even if you have your phone, if you have the Bible app, you can choose the NLT to follow along. Um, But I want to start getting back to getting into the physical Bible. I feel like the screens are a gift from God, but um, you got to, it's something about feeling the physical Bible and touching it and getting into the Word of God. And uh, I feel like when you can touch it and when you can see it, it gets in your heart a little bit uh, quicker and better. And so um. But today, what I want to talk about is an overview of biblical fasting, an overview of biblical fasting. And so I also want you to go ahead and get ready to take some notes. So what what is a fast? Well, a fast, when you fast, you are denying yourself physical food in order to draw close to God. It's the denial of physical food in order to draw close to God. So, um, when we fast, we're giving up something lesser for something greater, for the presence of God. Um, And many, many Bible figures fasted. Um, Fasting is a spiritual discipline. It's a discipline. It's it's up there with prayer, and giving and serving, um, reading the Bible. Fasting is a spiritual discipline, and as followers of Christ, we are expected to fast. So, it's not a matter of if we fast, um, but Jesus said, when you fast. So, um, from his standpoint, we ought to be fasting. And he says this here in Matthew 6, and when you fast, someone say "When." when. Don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting so your your co-workers shouldn't know that you're fasting right. unless you're you're telling them hey my church is in a fast this month right okay that, that's fine you're sharing something but when you come to work you should oh i'm so hungry oh my god my church is forcing me to not to eat so. You're selling out, man. You're missing the point. You know what I mean? You're totally missing the point. And so he says, Don't, don't, don't do that. That's lame, okay? Um, and, and people will admire you. He says this I tell you the truth, that is the only reward you will ever get. So he's saying your reward is their response to your show. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Whatever. That's stupid anyway. I don't know why they fast. You know what I mean? Like, that's your reward is their response. You know, such a cheap reward. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. The Joshua translation, do your makeup, put on cologne, put on perfume, put on your clothes and act like it's a normal day. Right. Then no one will notice that you are fasting because it's a heart posture, except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. He's, he's going to blow your mind, okay? So a, a few key thoughts here. Um, fa- fasting can be intimidating to, to some, but you have to see it as a step of faith, right? Like, so typically faith and fear are best friends. And so whenever you're afraid of something that God has called you to, he's calling you to step out on faith And obedience so fasting is really a step of faith and obedience and this is another way I see fasting is that you have to do something different in order to get different results so sometimes you have to go beyond Sundays and beyond serving and beyond reading the Bible and beyond praying I I like to call fasting the secret weapon in the kingdom of heaven fasting is the secret weapon so you got to do something different in order to get different results so let me run us through a few types of fast in the scripture Um, number one i'm going to name this the moses fast the moses fast moses fasted for 40 days and so the moses fast is when when we separate ourselves this is such a powerful fast to hear and receive vision from the lord it's when you, you you block out all the distractions get away from the food. And the purpose of this is to hear and receive vision from the Lord. So when God delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, by Moses' hand, over two million people, he called Moses to the mountain, Mount Sinai, to to the top of the mountain. Mountains represent revelation in scripture. So God will separate you to speak to you and to reveal things to you, and so he called Moses away because God was about to establish a nation through Moses' teaching, and the only way you can get teaching from the Lord is if you hear from him. So Moses had to hear from the Lord for 40 days, and it was during this time where God gave Moses the books of Genesis through the, books of, through the book of Deuteronomy. So he gave Moses the Torah in 40 days, and what Moses would do is Moses would write as God spoke, okay? And then he would show him visions and, and all this cool stuff. And so whenever you're seeking God for vision or you want to hear the voice of God, it's important to fast because there are so many things flooding our ear gates, all right? And so let, let's go ahead and read it here. Exodus 24, if you have your Bible, go ahead. It's the second book of the scripture, Exodus. It's after Genesis, if you're in Matthew, you're far. Go, go left. <laughs> go left. If you're in Leviticus, keep going. And the word Exodus means to exit. Yes. So this is when the children of Israel exited Egypt into the wilderness. Chapter 24. When you get there, say, I'm there. Okay, you got some Bible scholars. Take it easy on those who are learning. All right, when you're there, say I'm there. There. It's more of a consensus. Okay, let's move on. All right, Exodus 24, we'll pick it up at verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain. Stay there, and I will give you the tablets of stone on which I have inscribed the instructions and commands so you can teach the people. So Moses and his assistant Joshua set out, and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. Moses told the elders, stay here and wait for us until we come back. Aaron and Hur are with you. If anyone has a dispute while I'm gone, consult with them. So Moses is saying, yeah, I got to go and lean into the Lord, but I'm leaving some pastors that if you need anything, they're going to be here to shepherd you and to help you. to guide you all right so moses is having to go before the people they're not going to see him as much because god has given him vision and he's speaking to him and all that great stuff then moses climbed up the mountain and the cloud covered it the glory of the lord settled on mount sinai and the cloud covered it for six days on the seventh day the lord called to moses from inside the cloud To the Israelites at the foot of the mountain, the glory of the Lord appear at the summit like a consuming fire. So actually, if you go to Israel right now and you see Mount Sinai, or if you, you go in that area, it looks like the top of that mountain was burnt. There's physical evidence that this actually took place, right? And some people have debated, is that the shadow from the clouds? No, it's actually ash. It's burnt because the Spirit of God settled a consuming fire that Moses dwelt within without being burnt. And so, it says this here, the glory of the Lord. Then Moses, verse 18, disappeared into the cloud as he climbed up higher into the mountain. Here it is, he remained on the mountain forty days and forty nights. So the Moses fast, we fast to hear from God, to get vision from God. My wife and I, we personally fasted for forty days before we launched Highlight Church. And, and I like to believe that the longer the fast, the greater the magnitude of what God is about to do in your life. Right? The longer the fast, the greater the magnitude of what the Lord is going to do in and through your life. Let's talk a little bit about the Elijah fast, okay? Um, this is when you seek the Lord while you're down and discouraged. Elijah... Um, amazing prophet in the Old Testament before the days of Christ, um, had just had his greatest victory ever, had just seen the power of God. As soon as he had that victory, he fell into deep depression. Right? Mm -hmm. right? Oftentimes, mountaintops and valley lows are interconnected, right? And, you know, church, we're going to launch our second location, Frederick, and woo! yeah, we're moving forward and you know then then you're then you're on the phone with the doctor hey you know dad's sick we've done all we can do it's on you to pull the plug yep. you know so on one end you're moving forward yep. you see victory you just had a great christmas with your family on the other end you're you're making the call for your father's life right. Right. right doesn't it seem that way sometimes some of you are going through some things too like one end you're winning you're undefeated you're killing it the other end is just there's a valley that you're, you're simultaneously working through. So Elijah just had the greatest victory of his life, but now he feels so down and depressed. So sometimes you have to fast when you're anxious and, and when you're depressed and when you're discouraged. Let's go over to 1 Kings. 1 Kings, you're gonna flip right. 1 Kings chapter 19, okay? So this is after 2 Samuel, keep going over. Say, I'm there. I'm there. All right. First Kings 19, verse 1. And uh, it says this here. I'll, I'll go ahead and read. When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel, so Ahab was the king, Jezebel was his wife, everything Elijah had done, including the way he killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the God strike me and even kill me. If by this time tomorrow, I have not killed you just as you killed them. So he just had his greatest victory. And here comes the devil just hurling out lies and fear, right? Just, just that's what he does. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. The the man of God. This is the the national prophet. He's the top dog. He's the most spiritually powerful man right now in the world, and he wants to die, all right? And so it says this here, I have had enough, Lord, right? Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he lay down, slept under the broom tree, but as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around, and there beside his head was some baked bread and hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank, and he lay down again. It's important that you rest. God is saying, I know you just had a major victory. You got to rest. You, you, you got you to you rest. And then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him. Get up and eat some more, or the journey ahead will be too much for you. And see, that's the thing. You may feel depressed, but God's not done with you. Yes. Right. You may want to give up. You may want to quit. You may want to give in. But there is a future. There's still a future. Right. God is still ready to go. God told Jeremiah, if you can't run with mere men, how are you going to run with horses? Right. I'm I'm taking you big places. You can't let these bad days keep you down for too long. He said, get up and eat some more because you got some more come on now here it is so he got up and he ate and drank the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to mount sinai the mountain of god there he came to a cave where he spent that night so he he fasted for 40 days as he moved forward sometimes when you're down you have to fast right number three let's talk the daniel fast this was a 10-day fast daniel was a man of god and Uh, Right now, he is in exile in Babylon, a godless society. But Daniel is an integrous individual, righteous. So, the Daniel fast is when you're seeking to honor the Lord and build integrity and live a righteous life. I think the Daniel fast is also an occasion to start to evaluate some of your relationships, because some relationships will pull you down, and so I think this is a good month to Ask the Lord to evaluate who are you connected to because your integrity has everything to do with the favor of God on your life and the blessing of God and the prosperity and the protection of God is all rooted in your integrity. So I pray that during this 21 days, we're repenting of some sin. We're exposing some secret sins and some addictions that we're having because a lot of that stuff is getting in the way of God's favor and his presence. And so Daniel was was seeking the Lord because he wanted to honor him in a godless society and in a godless nation. And so let's go over to the book of Daniel. Let's keep flipping left, okay? We're going to go past Kings and Nehemiah and Psalms and Proverbs. If you're in Psalms, keep going. I'm sorry, keep going right. Keep going right. And we'll go over to Daniel chapter one. Daniel's after the book of Ezekiel. Y'all okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Figure we spend a little extra time together. All right. Daniel, and we'll pick it up at chapter one. So the Daniel and the three Hebrew boys his best friends they are the cream of the crop of God's people and so nebuchadnezzar is recruiting some of the Israelites to serve in his cabinet and to train them and so uh nebuchadnezzar's guy said hey we're going to give you the king's meals the wine the meat all the delicacies of the king Daniel said i don't want to defile you know my body i don't want to sin against God so can I please, can we please be on this diet so that we can honor our God? Right. And so uh, Nebuchadnezzar's assistant, his servant is like, well, if you, know, if you die or if you get sick, the king's going to kill me. Yeah. And Daniel's like, well, just, just let me try it. We're going to be healthier than, than your people. And so he wants to honor God. So we're going to pick it up here, verse 12. And it says this here, please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. At the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. After that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. Here it is. Here's the result, though. God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude to understand every aspect of literature and wisdom. You see how the supernatural kicks in whenever you honor God? It says this here. And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings and visions of dreams. Wow. So there's also, whenever you empty yourself of the world and empty yourself of the idol of food... There's a supernatural deposit that God gives you in your spirit and in your soul so that you can continue to fulfill the purpose that he has on your life. So it's essential that we don't despise fasting or despise this season of fasting, but that we open our hearts and we lean into it and we give it a try, because there's something that heaven is trying to get to you when you honor him in that way, when you honor the Lord in that way. So let's talk about an effective fast, an effective fast. How do I practically fast, Pastor? So what are some things I should be doing as I'm denying myself food to draw close to God? Number one, resting. You should be resting. You need to break the normal schedule and routine. Give your soul and your body more rest than normal. Break the schedule. I, I, I tell my, my teenager all the time, it's okay for there not to be for for for, for it to be slowing down right now. You, you can't always go. No need to you know there's a reason why God gives us seasons. Right? there's a reason for for harvest and 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 all, you got to slow down we, we got to stop being event driven and you got to get off the social media and you got to go to bed a little earlier put on some tea read a book turn off the tv break the normal routine because all of those things are keeping you away from the presence of god so you ought to be resting there's a reason why you're fasting you feel weak you're irritable you're you you got a headache you, you know your breath dry and all that stuff it, it's, it's because the Lord is saying, chill. Someone say, chill. chill. You got to chill out. You got to rest. You got to break it. Number two, an effective fast involves reading. Yes. Reading. So th- these are the things you should be doing while you're fasting. Increase your intake of scripture. Replace meals with the word of God. Yes. Right? Or, or extend it. If you normally eat lunch at 12, try to push past until 2 p.m., right? Try to have that salad or whatever it is you're doing. Say, okay, well, I'm getting hungry. Instead of eating, I'm going to continue in the Gospel of John. I'm going to pick up a psalm. I'm going to pick up a proverb, right? I'm going to fill my soul with the bread of life, with the Word of God. Jesus told Satan that man shall not live on bread alone, physical food, but off of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So fasting is a time to put your scripture reading into overdrive, right? Getting into the word of God. Okay. The third thing you ought to be doing to fast effectively is writing. Got to be writing. You need a prayer journal, prayer journal. I have one every year. And let me tell you, it's, it's nothing supernatural about a prayer journal. But the prayers that you write are supernatural. And, and then to go back four or five years from now and read those prayers and see how God has answered them and how God is moving, you need to be writing the things you need, the things you want. And you take those prayers, and you go into the place of prayer, and you just go down the list. Father, I'm praying for healing over my family. I'm praying for salvation over my children. God, I'm praying for financial breakthrough. Lord, I just want to be in your presence. God, mature my spirit. God, heal me of unforgiveness. When you write it down, you go into prayer, and and you pray what you wrote. You You got to write it. Also, write how you feel. Day two, I was tired today. I was hungry today. I felt great today. I felt amazing. Specifically what you need. And number four, prayer. That's good. That's good. These are the four things you should be doing. Resting, reading, writing, and praying. And I'm not talking about on the go. I'm, I'm talking about intentional. Going in your room. You know, getting on your knees, praying to God so that the Lord can touch you and, and, and speak to you. Prayer is essential. Number, num- the next section, and I'm almost done here. Y'all okay? Yeah. All right, so last section is why we fast. W- why do we fast? So, I'm, I'm gonna give you four reasons. Number one is the Holy Spirit's prompting. The Holy Spirit will prompt you, push you. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm calling you to, to a fast. Uh, Jesus fasted before he started his ministry. Luke chapter four says this: "It says, then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, so he, he watch this. He has the Spirit. Here it is. Returned from the Jordan River, and he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. So who led him? The Spirit. Who's prompting him to fast? The Spirit, right?" He was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. So the spirit will prompt you. Hey, I'm calling you to fast for two days about your daughter. I'm calling you to a three day fast about some things going on in our nation. Right. right? I'm calling you to fast for that diagnosis you just received. The Holy Spirit will prompt you to fast. I'm calling you to fast for your church for a day. To intercede, he'll, he'll prompt you to fast. And I, I remember um, the Lord prompted me in 2012 um, to fast during our 21 days in January. And he said, there's only one thing I want you to seek me for for the next three weeks. And he said, clarity of your purpose. He said, don't ask for finances. Don't pray for your family. Don't." I, I got all that. I got all that clarity of your purpose, and he said, I'm going to speak to you about your purpose in this season, and I remember it was day 10 of the fast, a peace filled my heart, and I understood what God had put me in the earth for because I was heading towards medical school, and I, I, was, I was between medicine and ministry. And on day 10, he said, I'm calling you into ministry. I know you're first generation. I know, you know, you don't know what this looks like. I know it is a scary step. But he said, if you would commit right here on this fast, your, your commitment has all the provision that you need moving forward into the future for what I'm calling you to do. And so the Holy Spirit will prompt you because he wants to speak to you, And he wants to empower you for what he has for you. So the Holy Spirit wants to prompt you. Uh, Number two, the second reason or the why we fast is number two, to hear from the Lord. To hear from the Lord. Isaiah 30 says this here, your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left, right? Right. So, it's to to hear from the Lord, right? Here it is. The Lord can give you strategy when you fast. The Lord can give you clarity. The Lord can give you assurance and affirmation about your life and about your business and about your relationships and about your family when you fast. And it's in the season of fasting where you really want to minimize listening to other human beings. Because when the Lord releases something to you, it is holy. And it is the only thing you need to be listening to in this season. I would say only verify it and filter it through your pastors. You need spiritual leadership to say that sounds like the Lord. That sounds like the scripture. So to hear from the Lord. Number three, the third reason we fast is to humble ourselves. To me, this is the best reason. This humility. mm. To, uh, it's, it's vital. It's vital, guys. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Um, these are my departing words. So I won't be back for a few Sundays. I'm no playing. <laughs> hear me out. Um, our pride gets in the way of a lot of blessings and a lot of miracles. The, the reason you're physically tired and irritable and slower is because you've subconsciously forced yourself to humble yourself. Now you need to attach it to the spiritual meaning. You need to be intentional in your heart and in your mind about bringing yourself under the mighty hand of God. And here it is, let God be God. Right? You you, you don't have to fight you don't have to defend you don't have to scrap you don't have to force your way in right you just you you're fasting you're seeking the lord you're in the bible you're showing up to work excellent you're coming to church ready to serve you're, you're low-key you're living up paul says live a quiet life and mind your business right and and that that draws the favor in the presence of god when you're humble Right. Daniel was humble. Right. Jesus was wouldn't hurt a fly. Jesus was humble. The most powerful man to ever live. He walked in humility. He was the embodiment of humility. He didn't have to be, but he was humble. And so when you're fasting, let someone say, let God be God. Let God be God. God, be God. Stop trying to control things and, and people and, and situations. Stop trying to manipulate. Just Humble. We humble ourselves when we fast. And that's why the Holy Spirit will prompt you too sometimes, Brandon. It's because he knows that pride has been blocking this breakthrough. So I want you to fast for three days so you can humble yourself and be reminded that I am God and you are not. So it's the humbling component of it. It says this here, 1 Peter, God opposes the proud. The, The word opposes in the Greek is that Heisman trophy. This is what God does to proud. People, it's like, ah, I don't do pride. Right? He opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. Here it is. At the right time, he will lift you up in honor. So so hum- humility is for me. It's, it's not for God. God's not insecure about who he is. Humility is for me so that in due time, he can he can lift me up. He can come on now. He, he can li- he can lift you up. And so I I just feel like when we're fasting, we got to do a lot of heart work. Like e- even when we break out for 10 minutes to pray, I think you should do some heart work, right? Express gratitude, but there's some things we need to repent of. And we Lord, mature me. Lord, change me. God, if there's anything in me that is not of you or like you, Jesus, begin to remove that stuff, okay? And then it says this here, number four, uh, the fourth reason is the need for a miracle. That's why we fast, because we're in need of miracles. And only God can do a miracle. And He wants to do miracles. There's a story in the scripture where uh, uh, this father had a boy who uh, had like some suicidal tendencies and self harm tendencies, and he was possessed by a demon. And so the disciples tried to cast the demon out, but they couldn't. And so we're going to pick it up here in Mark chapter 9, New King James. It should have been New King James Version, but I'm going to read here. And it says, and when he had come into the house, that was my bad. His disciples, that just listen to me, asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. That's what it should say. Nothing but prayer and fasting end of fasting, right? So certain things, here it is, won't move in your life until you've, you you can not just pray it away. You can't just worship it away. Certain things will not move and shift until you fast. Someone say fast. fast. And there are times where only God can make it happen. So please, if you haven't started fasting, let me just encourage you, and I hope the Holy Spirit prompts you during these final 14 days, get, get, get involved in it because I know that there are some things you're believing for. I know that there's some things you need, some doors you need to be open, healing, provision, the presence of God. Make sure you get involved in this fast because there are only certain things that the Lord can do and break over our lives. Can we, let's stand to our feet. We'll stand to our feet. If you've been blessed, let's put our hands together.